welcome to Psychocinematic, a podcast where we analyse depictions of mental illness and disability in popular films and TV. I'm your host, Stephanie Fornasio. Love our podcast and want to give us some support. Make sure you're following Psychosomatic Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And check out our website, psychosomaticpodcast.com, for access to special bonus content, episodes, early access, stickers, and contribute to our regular fundraisers. Join our Patreon. Starting from $3.50 a month, you can be the coolest psychosomatic listener there is. I'd like to start by acknowledging the land I'm recording this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung land of the Kulin Nation, and pay respects to Elders past, present and future. I'd like to acknowledge that the Wurundjeri people are the true custodians of the land I'm on today, which is stolen land. Welcome to our second episode paying tribute to my brother, podcast editor and fellow movie obsessionist Nicholas Fanasia, who passed away on the 22nd of June this year. It still feels wrong to have those words come out of my mouth. This episode you'll be hearing is a bonus episode that was exclusive to patrons, which we released in July 2021. Nick and I had wanted to focus on some of the great auteurs of the music video world, and this led to a focused episode on Rubber Johnny by Chris Cunningham. Nick was obsessed with Chris Cunningham, and as you'll hear, he very much influenced Nick's cinematography and editing style. Rubber Johnny is a short video that has some huge issues with representation and whether intentional or not perpetuated some very gross stigma around disability. So a bit of a content warning for that. I do, however, credit Chris Cunningham for helping make Nick the brilliant, unique and methodical film editor he became. And if Chris Cunningham ever releases anything again, I will send him a cease and desist letter because I won't be able to bear that Nick won't be able to see it. A grief joke for you. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, Nick Fanasia. Thank you so much, Steph Fanasia. We're actually here face to face. In the flesh, today. yes. You in escaped the, the three day lockdown. Yeah, I had insider information that <laughs> Queensland was going to go into lockdown, so I escaped the state. I fled. You are. In a white Bronco. A piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of shit. Um, what, what have you been watching lately? Oh, okay. Well, I have been watching with my wonderful housemate, Jordan, The Secret Life of Us <laughs> on Netflix. I think it's just been, it's the first time I think it's been on a streaming service and um, we're watching it together and it's fantastic. I'm loving it. Does it still uh, stand up today? I think so. Honestly. When was that made? It was like when well, I was early in high 2000s, school. I think. Mm. But it's um, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's well acted. It's well written. It's a bit tacky, and the the plot lines are a little bit like obvious. But for the time, I think it was a really well written Aussie show. Oh, who wrote it? Don't know. Samuel Johnson, the <laughs> Samuel narrator. Samuel Johnson. Well, <laughs> but, it's all his book, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? There needs to be more shows like that. Mm. There's gay themes. There's yeah. Deborah Mailman is Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. There was a storyline about about religion. And 
There's an abortion in it. Oh, true. Yeah. I finished Mayor of East Town. Mm. Friggin' loved it. Oh, my goodness. Michael, you know, he's like, he's mm. right. <laughs> yeah, that's Michael for you. Like, it's such an interesting, twisty-turny mm. drama, but it's also a really good uh, portrayal of grief and the, the journey of grief. And it's not in a Hollywoodized way as mm. well. And she sees a therapist and it, it seems really useful, but not mm-hmm. in a, like, you fixed me way. It's yeah. like a really... It's my probably my favourite depiction of therapy I've seen in a, ever. A really good thing about it as well, there's a character who has Down syndrome mm. and it's, it's not a plot line. She yeah, just yeah. has Down just, syndrome. She just has it, yeah. It's not like it has to be a thing where the parents talk about having a, their daughter with Down syndrome. Yeah, or, hard or... She's just there. Just is. And yeah. that, need, that needs to happen more in, in for cinema. For sure, like, for sure. I was really happy with it. Yeah. We've also been watching simultaneously <laughs> Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, I watched, I watched it last weekend. Mm. I've been watching it this week at night. That's crazy. Falling asleep to beautiful Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise <laughs> flirting you, with each other. When you first saw it, did you realise how homoerotic it is? Not at all. When Neither I was a kid, I. I just really enjoyed the absolute insane gore. Yeah. And blood. It's gory. You know when he sort of chops that guy in half? It's just... It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's still pretty shocking today. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the strangest movie. Like, I don't and know how it got made. 12-year-old Kirsten Dunst just being so freaking good. Owning the... Yeah, just like out-acting the, the two. Yeah, honestly. Bra- Brad Pitt's kind of terrible with his accent. Of, yeah. Even mm. like the first scene and he says something like in like the old English American accent. I'm yeah. just like, oh, Brad. doesn't really work. You yeah. have gotten better. Over he there. has. I did enjoy watching them get all sexy with each other. Yeah, it's very gay. <laughs> watching it now, I'm like, this is the gayest fucking movie. And they must have known making it. It was so... Yeah, they did because apparently I was, I was reading about it later yeah. and they turned down some of the... <laughs> Homoeroticism, homoeroticism did they? of the novel oh. and like um they interviewed Anne Rice like years later mm. and they said oh is this one of like the first depictions of a, a gay couple with a daughter like a gay family <laughs> yeah. and she's like oh yeah it is because <laughs> so they funny. adopt a daughter they and they're do. both they're her father yeah, that's true and she's just like oh yeah <laughs> She did it without even realising it. Good on Anne Rice. Yeah, it's so gay. It's yeah. just so fucking gay. And it's, it's, it's of its time and that would have been pretty um raunchy and yeah. unique. Oh, and before we yes. move into yes. what we're talking about, mm-hmm. um just some potty recommendations for you. I had a few people recommend two peas in a podcast, which is hmm. two mums who have um children with multiple disabilities. And they get people on their podcast to talk about their kids with additional needs. Mm-hmm. And they talk about lots of different things. And I, I listened to one of the episodes the other day and I'm very much triggered whenever there's like a, a, a child or a baby in a movie or something that dies. Like mm. I just, I can't handle it yeah. at the moment. And I was listening to this mum talk about her twins that were born. Like there was a donor twin, like they, were, they shared the same blood supply. Okay. And I'm listening to it while I'm making dinner and Michael's like, hey, do you want to put on music? I was like, wait, I need to know if the baby survives Mm. or I will cry. Mm, He'll lose it. Yeah. So I had, there's a bit of a trigger warning with it. Did the baby Uh, survive? The baby survived. Oh, good. Spoiler, but good spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's a really good podcast. And Australian or American? Australian. Australian. They're from Melbourne. And there's also Two Shrinks podcast which Mm. are two two psychologists they have done a three-part episode arc of psychologists in movies oh my goodness so i was like "Ooh, 
Shit. They cover Donnie Darko and they cover... Oh, oh terrible psychologist. <laughs> yeah, they is basically it? said she's shocking. She's, yeah, placebos, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't even cover that. Really? They were just talking about how bad she is at hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. oh, God. And they do Sopranos, but I haven't listened to that hmm. episode yet. But I'm sure they'll have things to say Oh, about. yeah. So what are we doing today, Nikki? What did what did you choose? Ru- Rubber Johnny. Rubber Johnny. A six-minute short experimental film directed by Chris Cunningham. And why do you, why did we pick this? Um, because it's it's a wild viewing experience. It's crazy. It's bizarre, um, and it depicts a um, a main character with um, a disability in a wheelchair doing stuff in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just a very interesting watch. What, what was your experience of this? Well, I was, uh, from a young age, I was into music videos mm. and um, the uh, the trio of, I think, Spike Jones, Spike Jones, Michelle Gondry and Chris Cunningham released their, is it a director's label? DVDs? Yeah. Is that what they were called? I think something like that. Mm. With all their music videos on it and I got into them when I was probably like mid-high school. You started doing like film. Didn't you have it as a subject in year 12? Yeah, it was like an experimental film that we had to make in mm. year 11 or 12. And mm. I basically ripped off all of Chris Cunningham's <laughs> stuff. I got dad to put cellophane over his face and do like the rubber Johnny blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> and I was just upset. Like it was this, it was this really interesting period where in sort of the late 90s, early 2000s, where really cool directors coming up. The labels had a bunch of money that they could throw at music. Yeah. There was a lot did. of weird kind of Porter's Head, Björk music mm. around on like warp records and stuff mm. and all these directors which were given sort of decent budgets to just like go wild and make crazy shit which doesn't really happen nowadays no it really doesn't it's a real shame well it's kind of like the music video itself is kind of basically not really a thing anymore no they, they are out there they're but out there like... but you know those weird sort of underground artists don't really get these cool music videos anymore and um it's a real shame it's a real yeah. bloody shame because it just gave money to you know mark romanak or whatever yeah. and like jonathan glazer to make cool shit um and chris cunningham made a lot of cool stuff and this was one of his projects that yeah he um sort of came up with and that was with Aphex twin with Aphex twin which yes he did things beforehand mm. didn't he yes come to daddy Mm. Which is pretty wild, pretty crazy. Whoa. Yeah, it's 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 a really cool music video. And window liquor. And window liquor, which is bloody great. Um, and then I think, from what I read, this was supposed to be a thirty-second sort of teaser for an Aphex Twin album or song, and yeah. then he expanded it into this six-minute short film, and then he sort of chopped up and remixed the track to suit the visuals that he was making. Yes, yeah, so it's not really a music video to a. a In the. In the, um, traditional, in the traditional, sense. Sense. traditional sense, it's more of a you know a remix and a and a short film and a yeah. experimental project. Yeah, I always been interested in film. I think mm. my boyfriend at the time owned mm. a few of the director DVDs. I think that's yeah. And he was like, "Oh, have you seen Robert Johnny?" And I was like, "What is that?" He's like, "Oh, it's so fucked up." <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to watch it if you think mm. it's really fucked mm. up." And I watched it and I was always, I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. But I think he hyped it up too much. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought it was really cool yeah. at the same time. I think it gets hyped up as just like, you know, one of the 10 most scariest music videos of all time. And it's, it's freaky and it's creepy, but it's not really haunting and terrifying. It's more just grotesque and well, 
I find it quite funny. It is funny. I find it really funny to watch. I mean, like, it's shot in night vision, yeah. infrared night yeah. vision, which always makes things creepy. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. instantly creepy. Yeah. And um, when we have a monitor for Casper and it, it, it's actually <laughs> yeah. broken, so we can't use the video anymore. But whenever he would wake up. <laughs> With those, <laughs> we could see his little fluorescent eyeballs, fluorescent oh. eyes, and then we're like, "Oh, that's actually yeah. fucking creepy." <laughs> it is. It's just an instant like creep factor, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. automatically. Mm. So, I think it was creepy. Yeah, but it was definitely played like because when I was looking up stuff for it, and I was I wasn't old enough to be like into internet viral stuff in two thousand and five. Oh, wait, no, I would have graduated. Maybe I just wasn't internet savvy. I wasn't yeah, a real... Yeah, you went into that sort of um, subculture. I made lots of friends on a BenFolds.org yeah, website that's... at the time, but I wasn't on Reddit or anything or whatever. Reddit exists. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever the equivalent You weren't going was. on... Whatever. <laughs> what did you like, say before? E-Bounds World? E-Bounds World. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I think that stuff. I, the point is I missed the internet hype up of it. Mm. Yeah, and it was like... It was a hoax. Like people were told that there, there was a boy named Rubber Johnny that was oh, locked true. up in this basis, basement, and this is real footage of a yeah. real person. So it was like a bit of a viral thing. Yeah, a viral oh, thing. Yeah. Pr- prior to it being released as a mm. as a video, and there's actually a Snopes.com entry. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> what is Rubber Johnny real? Or? Yeah. yeah. I'm like no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, there are some problems with it. I think. Oh, yeah, okay. True, true. <laughs> but oh, before we delve into them, yeah, should we watch it? Let's watch it, team. Because it'd be easier to watch it than to explain the plot. And it mm. only goes for six minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, we can kind of like narrate it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's watch it together, guys. Let's watch it together. Let's have a little watchy watch. In three seconds, hit play. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> this is live. No, it's not. Okay, so it opens on a, a quite creepy, freaky close-up. Of Rubber Johnny, played by Chris Cunningham himself. Yes. In some prosthetic, um, practical makeup. And in this this beginning, it's like he's like a baby, like he's mm. kind of saying "mama." Yeah, it's um, almost like very different to what comes after. It kind of reminds me of my, my son a little bit. Yeah, it's quite baby-like, quite fetal-like. Yeah. Um, and there's a sort of British doctor narrating, almost like, like a psychologist, yeah. almost like someone having a session with him. Um, and, and he's I'm, saying, do you want your your mum? Yeah, when he says mama, we're sort of guesstimating with the mute video. Um, <laughs> and he's got like quite a pronounced forehead that's sort of deformed and um, jutting out. Mm. And he's got like hair mm. and then it gets, around his face. It's a really creepy as a bit. Yeah, like, and he starts to me. hyperventilate. Yeah. And then he starts to move around quite a bit. But the voice is calm. The guy talking to him is quite calm the whole way through. It's a and- weird disconnect. And the voice is saying, oh, we're just going to give you an injection that will calm you down. Mm. And then it, it kind of, the screen's distorted. And I'm pretty sure the voice is saying, this will just make you nice and calm. Yeah. It'll be nice. You'll feel much better soon. And then we see a fluoro light fl- fl- flicker fluoros. on, which you completely stole for your student. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, it was such a rip off. And then we see like a condom <laughs> that says Rubber Johnny on it. Is it going over a penis? I think it's going over a big dildo. Yeah. yeah. And um, Rubber Johnny means condom. Yeah, like it's a word for condom yeah, in the UK. Th- yeah. It's a colloquial term for And then we see a chihuahua. Condi. And he's also got a very big head, which I feel like is supposed to be like a thing. I think it's supposed to sort of be like, yeah, it's quite a uh, symbiotic relationship. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
Chihuahua <laughs> and Rubber Johnny. He does look pretty creepy with those big eyes. And then we see. And then we see Rubber Johnny, this head over the back of his wheelchair, and he's kind of poised very uncomfortably in his chair. And I think naked, completely naked. Completely naked. And it's quite intimidating. It's quite creepy. His head is very big. It's quite, it's huge. And then he starts like making like electronic noises. Yeah, strange noises in time with the music and the audio. And at this point, it's kind of creepy, but it instantly turns hilarious when he flicks out his tongue. <laughs> well, not really. Well, it sort of, it, it, um, it breaks up the tension a little bit when he does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And now he, and he's like, dancing. He's dancing in his wheelchair and he's contorting his body. It's very cool. It's good. It's awesome. It looks so cool. <laughs> and there's lots of like laser beams. Laser beams shot, going everywhere. Which he's shooting. I think so. At, at some stages, he shoots out laser beams. Yeah. And the effects, you know, this is what? It's very... 15 years old. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, yeah they, they hold up so well. The music is very glitchy. And now he's like like touching the laser beams with his hand and, and punching them. He's having a little dance. Spinning his wheelchair. Yeah, got a big wheelchair play going on. He's having a good old time. He's yeah. he's upright. And he's very like flexible. And then a door opens and a man yells at him. Yes, a bit of abuse. And he sort of stops what he's doing. Everything stops. And just watches. Door closes. And then he snorts he a big line of cocaine. Massive line of coke. <laughs> and then things get a bit crazier. His and head, now his head, head seems is to explode from one of the laser beams. Yeah. And then he starts smushing his face. Yeah, his face. A piece of perspex like which, glass. Yeah, which is it's a very cool effect. I don't know how he did that. Uh, Johnny's like hiding behind the, mm. like, it's like a garage or like an attic that he's, yeah. he's in. I thought it was like, yeah, a bit of a garage. Yeah. Not an attic, sorry, a mm. basement. And he starts shooting laser beams at the door, laser I beam. think. Yeah, he's sort of hiding now. He's sort of out and he's just having a, having a rave again. Um, and um, laser beams going everywhere. Chris Cunningham like based him off like ra- ravers that right, he yeah. was saw like the way they move mm. is what inspired Rubber Johnny. And now like it's less. Oh, it's so gross. Uh, we we finally are in color for the first time. Yeah, it's yeah, not, not infrared. In infrared anymore. Yeah, and he's smashing his face against the glass. Against the perspex. It looks pretty gross. And a final bit of abuse. Yeah, the door from opens his, and his dad. His dad? I assume it's his dad or, you know, his carer. Now he's just breathing heavily. This has been danced had, out. And the chihuahua is just watching, watching him. And <laughs> he just flickers his tongue <laughs> once at the chihuahua. One last little lick. Chihuahua's watching. And we get a sort of um, trains. Yeah. And that's Rubber that's Johnny. It. That's Rubber Johnny. It's Make sense of that what you will. Yeah. It's quite funny. It's quite energetic, really. Yeah. It's not at all what I thought it would be when I first heard about it and first got to watch it. Yeah, the way people were talking about it was like, he's this guy who does these creepy things and is it's like aimed to sort of scare and creep you out. But he's just having a dance in his Yeah, chair. he's just having a fun time. He's just, you know, a grand old time. Just enjoying himself. I always think there's a bit of a streak of humour throughout Chris Cunningham, like a bit of dark humour. Yeah. Like not really overt. Well, Window Licker is very funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's a play on all that. Like, and I kind of find Come to Daddy a bit funny too. Yeah, it, it's like the, the grandma being all like... Yeah, and, it, and the children fun. with Richard yeah. B. James's face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Imagine if Casper had that face. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Love him <Gorgeous>. no less. <laughs> That's rather Johnny. What does it mean? I don't know if there is a meaning. Me either. But... I found a quote. Yes. Can I read it? Read it. It was on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, so Pascal Wise of The Guardian mm. referred to it as virtuosic grossness, saying there is more fleeting shock than real haunting, which I agree with. Yeah. Perhaps in all the synaptic mayhem, there is just no room for the viewer to contact 
their own demons, mm. which I agree with. It's not, it's, it's not really a... Yeah, it's like it goes too fast for you to yeah. connect with it mm. on a human level. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I feel... I, I was reading somewhere else... Uh, no, it was like, I think it was just a review on IMDb mm. where they're like, we, you know, we open and we think that we're going to find Johnny horrifying, but what we find is we like rubber Johnny and we find the people keeping him in this basement as horrifying because exactly. they treat him really badly. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I agree yeah. with. I almost feel quite sympathetic to rubber Johnny. Because he's got some pretty cool skills. Yeah. It seems like... <laughs> He's got some good cocaine there too. He's some great coke, and he just snorts it up. Yeah. Massive line. But to me, it seems like he is—he has—he has nothing to do but his own mind to entertain himself. Yeah, and that's—it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, he has some creative release through this Apex Twin music and his lasers and and the dog and the dog who he performs the too. Who he's featured a lot, quite a lot, but he just sort of stares. And the dog is played by Elvis. What's his name? His name is Elvis. There you go. Okay. However, however, okay, here we go. Controversial. So Johnny obviously has some sort of disability. Yes, he's correct. in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's got a massive head, mm-hmm. um, which I looked up would either be macrocephaly or hydrocephaly. Mm-hmm. Um, and hydrocephaly is when you've got so much fluid on the brain that it's your your head is very very big and um, and macrocephaly is basically just a big head. I think that actually translates to big head. Mm. So either one of those. He obviously has communication issues and he sounds like a baby. Doesn't really say any words of English the whole no, six minutes. Yeah. Mama. Mama, yeah. And he gets distressed and requires sedation. Mm. So he has difficulties with... He's trapped in a basement. So like I would probably feel that way too. But um, I think it's trying to say, you know, he needs to be sedated because... So unhinged mm, or whatever. Yeah, he's so agitated that he yeah. needs some sedation on there. So he's obviously a depiction of someone with a disability. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, this has a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnny has a lot of problems mm. for many reasons. One of which is that he, he was marketed, like this film was marketed as a creepy thing, something to be scared of mm. and something to be feared. Something to be feared, yeah. And he's just a... A teenager with severe physical dif- disabilities, yeah. potentially intellectual disabilities. Yeah. The fact that that is something we're supposed to fear is a bad, bad thing. Bad, bad Chris Cunningham. Bad, bad you Chris Cunningham. You know better Cunningham. than this, Chris. And that's, his, that's very much his aesthetic. I don't know if he mm. knows better than that because that's what he plays to. I think it's probably the most extreme example of that aesthetic. This is probably like the comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like comp to daddy had a sort of weird creature coming out of a TV all is full of lovers about robots having sex with each other. But this is sort of like yeah. the more extreme in window go for broke kind of thing. Lots of physical deformity. Mm, there is, but it's not really the focus or the, or there's a lot going on. So yeah. it's not the, the single yeah. focus, but yeah. in this film, it's like, it's rubber Johnny. Johnny. It's rubber Johnny. It's weird looking. And it's just really one like locked off shot of rubber Johnny doing stuff basically. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that though, it's like disability equals superpowers. Mm. Which is also a common trope yes, in movies. Yes, true. And it, I get the sense from this quite a lot. His disability gives him these, these otherworldly superpowers. Yeah. yeah this like lasers flying lasers, around. Being able to dance like a fucking. Good dancer. Good dancer. Michael <laughs> Jackson in a wheelchair. <laughs> um, better than Michael Jackson. Yeah, because he's a pederast. Um, and he's like. 
able to contort his body yeah, in ways that around. no one can. Mm. And like when he smashes his face against the glass, we probably didn't describe it very well, but like there's bits that come off mm. and it's all smushed around and his yeah. teeth go here and his nose goes yeah. there. Like it's kind of gross, but it's like, he's able to just like to Alex recover. Mack himself. Yeah. Yeah. He does it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. At the end, he's just back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. But also I don't think Chris Cunningham meant for that to be a trope that he's using because he was inspired by ravers. Yeah. So is it supposed to be like how you feel when you're on drugs and how it could be a bit of that. They affect you. It's could it could be that taken to like the nth degree to turbocharged. Because yeah. that was the original inspiration, right? Is yeah. what I read. Apparently like ravers in clubs inspired yeah. him and how they yeah. morph their how bodies. They and they're often on MDMA and cocaine and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hence maybe the massive line of Cokey snorts and yeah. which comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how like, all right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> It's just sweet. It's so bizarre. That's that's. I think that makes it humorous as well. Like, yeah. Here he goes. It's, yeah. It's not scary at all, really. It's just more <laughs> absurd. It's, it's absurd. Yeah. But yeah, definitely that trope is is there front yeah. and center. And it's like we're frightened of him. We pity him because we can see that he's also being shunned and he's locked in a basement. Mm. And he's been mistreated, which is another like a bad message about disability yeah. is that you deserve to be locked away and no one's allowed to see you or yeah. he's not allowed to be treated with comfort. But then we go from being scared of him to pitying him to like being wowed by him mm. and it goes all over the place. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, um, when I think about what Chris Cunningham intended for this, this piece, I don't even think, he knows really what he, what, what he was doing. But is that his sort of thing too, is just like to go, because obviously this would have taken so much time to yeah. meticulously create. Mm. And like, he did a really good job. The way that the glitchy music sort of goes perfectly in line with the actions, the, you know, the, yeah. the film. The, the visuals, yeah. It's like no one else does that. No, yeah. I, I read, I think, because I bought the little... um special edition book that came with the, the movie when I was in high school or uni or something. And I had a little interview with him and I think he, he said it almost sort of made him go insane, like chopping up the song to go with the visuals. Mm. Like he, he, he started... Oh, so lived experience of mental illness, maybe? <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm paraphrasing for something I read <laughs> 10 years ago. So let's uh, But I think, yeah, it was a very meticulous process. And I think once he started it, he couldn't, like he just had to follow through with it. And um, Yeah, had to see it through to the had end. Had to see it through. So I think he, he just likes to marry interesting sounds with corresponding visuals. I think that's what he does. And there's not really a narrative or a distinct meaning behind it, just more of a vibe. From... And I feel like, but I feel like he also wants to shock because like mm. in oh, that, yeah. that book that goes with it, yeah. there's all these, and in the, like the cover, there's all these shots of like humanoid pieces of Flesh. flesh with hair and yeah. weird places. It, so it looks, looks like, like maybe it's a scrotum. But testicular it's stuff also an folded arm. into each other. Yeah. 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 I so think he just has. It's supposed a... to make us feel gross. Yeah. But is he doing that to challenge Ooh. us? Oh, I don't in, know. In how we see things, or is he doing Not that sure. to make us feel gross because he thinks it's gross? I don't know. I think he has a like a body horror obsession. This sort of yeah obsession with flesh and also like. Like uncanny valley humanoid yeah, stuff yeah, too, which yeah. is like all is full of love. Mm. I just wonder if he could do that without also taking from an already marginalized group. Mm. Like, did Rubber Johnny have to be someone with obvious disabilities? Yeah. Could he have just been 
Like if it was more fantastical, mm. then it it would be less harmful to people who are also in wheelchairs or have hydrocephaly. Um, it seemed like choosing to base it on that kind of character was like sort of an easy route to some sort of weird, yeah, some because, weird creepiness. Like it the, plays the guy on, with the big head in a wheelchair is just a very sort of shortcutty kind of yeah, thing. It's a bit, la- it's almost lazy. I would it, yeah, say. it's a little bit lazy. Yeah. Because what's harmful about this is it's really harmful to people who identify <laughs> yeah. with Robert Johnny's ailments. Exactly, yeah. Um, oh, I shouldn't say ailments of with you know the, the, the facets of him. Yeah, and that's you know they want people want to see them the same way as we see Robert Johnny. Like that's pretty insulting. But do you think? Yeah, I agree. Robert Johnny is treated poorly. He's obviously kind of like a prisoner in a in a garage. But he's having a ball. He's having he's a really having good a time. Bloody ball. He's he's having a good dance. It may be a helpful message he's... could be like if you're being abused and you can't get out of your wheelchair. Pop on some Apex <laughs> twin. Pop on some Apex twin, snort a line. Do a line. And then you'll be sweet. And just have a dance. I think one of the one of the more positive things is it's not this it it, it sort of it changes direction from what you think it would from that first opening scene of him hyperventilating and the guy giving yeah. him an injection. It transitions to this sort of this rave dance party of one, of him shooting lasers and having a good time. So it's, it's not all negative. But I think the internet is a powerful oh, yeah. place. Yeah. And like when I was looking it up, pretty much every person who reviewed it on IMDb either said it was disgusting and gross and horrifying or overrated and overhyped and mm. oh, it's only six minutes long it should have been yeah. longer yeah yeah and poor old chris cunningham's like <laughs> it's painstakingly like doing six months minutes. to do yeah exactly um yeah so like no one there is being like oh, you know it's not gross it's fine yeah <laughs> you know? yeah people are missing the nuance and i think just see the whole viral yeah. horror aspect of it as this like have you seen your upper johnny yeah. oh my god and it's in a lot of like top 10 creepiest videos yeah, exactly. on the internet yeah. still today yeah and they yeah. don't they're not even talking about um who's the salad fingers guy again oh i don't remember his name we should do an episode on salad fingers <laughs> god i miss i like salad fingers <laughs> i have to say uh, when i was um researching i came across this wonderful video of Björk, michelle gondry chris cunningham mm. and spike johns, spike johns. Mm. and it's just like this four bloody genius creepy <laughs> yeah, geniuses four, like, crazy avant-garde in a good way like yeah i don't like to use that word often but like crazy yeah. geniuses yeah it's such a good time like, and they just look so like so happy yeah exactly are. yeah just like weird sort of but just skinny white dudes and Björk and yeah. just sort of doing their thing. Uh, just that sort of stuff doesn't happen at, at the moment, and it's what happened to Chris Cunningham. No one knows. Really, no one knows. What was his last? What was the last thing that he did? I'm not sure. I think he worked on because he married um, one of the members of Warpaint, mm. and I think he did like a sort of making of doco behind the scenes thing oh. of, of one of their albums, which I assume was very sort of like left of center kind of a weird doco not really a straightforward thing was it released i think so oh. i think after he stopped doing music videos he did a lot of like art installations and one-off pieces and oh, yeah. stuff you had to see live mm. um which is hard for a person in brisbane to view because <laughs> <laughs> you never see that stuff mm. and i know he released he, he he created a website called like chris cunningham productions or something and i had like a little teaser of all this little work cut together a real chris cunningham jarring 
mm. style and it's just sitting there idle with nothing added to it. Oh, really? It's there yeah. now? I think so. Oh. I haven't checked. As I was saying to you before, every kind of year I do a little Google for Chris Cunningham to see if he's got anything new okay. out and nothing, mm. nothing at all. And I think a lot of people are begging him to like make a feature film because he would make the sickest feature film. It probably takes so long to do it. Maybe that's what's yeah. happening right now. Maybe. Yeah. Over 10 years. I, I don't know. I hope he doesn't use any disability tropes in it. Let's, let's hope not. Rubber Johnny part two. No, thanks. <laughs> the rubbering. Unless Rubber Johnny meets some fellow disabled people and they welcome into, into the, his community and then he learns like how to be, um, not that he has to be, but more of an ad- activist and... <laughs> Kicks out Chris Cunningham, his creator, and says, oh. be better. <laughs> God, breaking the fourth wall, very meta. Breaking the fourth wall. Jesus. Which means a challenge for Chris Cunningham to film himself as Robert Johnny talking to himself as Chris Cunningham. Goodness gracious. Do you think he can do it? I think he can. <laughs> I think he's up for anything. It's probably an easy technique. <laughs> what do you think of Chris Cunningham playing Robert Johnny, being the guy I in the wheelchair? He, I, I doubt he would have found anyone to... True. I feel like he's Despe- one of those auteurs that he wants to control everything, yeah. do you think? Yeah. Like and I he think, would want to be the only person doing yeah, it. Yeah, and I think he doesn't really have an idea. I think with this project, he didn't really have an idea of where it was going to go. So he, did, he needed someone who could sit there and do some weird stuff and just chop it all up. Yeah. And that person turned out to be himself. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and apparently rubber Johnny influenced quite a few things. Mm, so I was reading that, yes. Um, people suspect like in Masters of Horror... I think in like 2007, mm-hmm. never watched one of them. Me either. Um, one called Fair Haired Child, which was about a young girl that was kidnapped and locked in a basement with a strange boy whose name was Johnny. The Hills Have Eyes re- remake in 2006. There's one of the people. One, of the, the, one of the hills. One of the hills <laughs> is Big Brain. Yeah. And he's in a wheelchair with a really big brain and he's just in a pair of shorts. So looks very, very similar. Looks very similar. Um, to RJ. And I think we will do The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, um, oh God, you'll have a lot to say about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, and in Wreck, have you seen Wreck? I think I have, yes. Is it good? Mm, oh, it's fine. Everyone it's says okay. it's real scary. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cra- It's like jump scary kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's a, like a humanoid creature in night vision, which is pretty rip- yeah. rippy-offy. Yeah, it's pretty... I mean, it's such an easy way to make things scary. Yeah. A bit of, a bit of green sheen to things. And, Just watch your baby yeah. on the night monitor. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's It's a good shortcut to making people terrified. Uh, but then you've got to sort of like gotta work your magic within that. Yeah. Um, add more to it. Add more to it. And yeah, Wreck wasn't too bad. But I think, yeah, Rubber Johnny, yeah, like it's, it's like reading that list, it's interesting seeing all the things that it has influenced. Yeah. Um, and I still, I, I think that, the practical effects and stuff that he employed and all the weird effects are probably better than the things that came after. Like yeah. it's more effective. I think he's a real genius. <laughs> we can we can tell that you really like I Chris really Cunningham. like him. He's just sick. I just want to make more stuff. <laughs> Has this inspired you to do, to do some things? Inspired me to make some shitty experimental films that I had to in, in film and TV and in high school. However, though. Yes, however. however though. Of course, Steph, classic downer. And that's why this discussion is, in, is is fun to have with you because you love him so much. I do. But, but you know, in yeah. hindsight, this film was probably extremely harmful for people in the disability people, yeah. community and in reinforcing the tropes that disability equals horror. 
Exactly. Yeah. I, I can totally understand that and get behind that. Yeah. Get, get behind that. <laughs> like, I understand that. Yeah. If I was someone who had some of these disabilities that were similar to what Robert Johnny has, I would be probably pretty... I'd be pretty freaking pretty offended. To be honest, I'd I'd get really upset by it. Yeah, it's it's not a great depiction, especially the first scene where he's just. And what is the interviewer doing there too? Like s- like making a spectacle of him. I'm not sure. Like, what is the purpose? Uh, obviously, I don't think he was thinking about the purpose really. No, I think it was just a little opening scene. I think it's interesting that people around him are all very not responsive to his real needs. Yeah, like no the, one is um, doing anything for him. Doing anything for him. Yeah. Apart from Chihuahua, apart from Elvis. But Chihuahua's just watching him. <laughs> the dog should Chihuahua's do more. What a Come prick. On, Elvis. The dog should do more. But yeah, together. like the what I assume is his dad or his Gera opening the door and just yelling. Seeming to give him a smack and yelling at him. Yeah. Um, and the guy and the doctor at the start who clearly isn't caring for him properly because no. Robert Johnny has a sort of a panic attack and. Yeah, he, he's just, he's just the, sedated. The doctor's just calmly talking through it all. And, and I think what's quite traumatising about that stuff, think, thinking more in-depthly about it, mm. is I've worked with... my One of my first jobs in my career was working with adults with disabilities, quite um, profound intellectual disabilities, yeah. who any time they sort of acted out were given PRN medication, which is... Um, you know, sedatives essentially, mm. not injections. Usually, it was would be like some Valium or something. Oh, yes. um, and my role was to sort of work out what they were trying, what the behaviour was, which was always communication and mm. what they're trying to communicate mm. um, without having verbal communication. And there were some people that had come from institutions that were on all this medication, which yeah. is really just to control their behaviour. Yeah. And some of it was so old that it's like out of date and yeah, it was um, like a sort off of market because it's so medication, bad yeah. and causing so much damage. Yeah. And um, it's it's a little bit of a slice of, of that experience where your needs aren't being met and mm. if you get upset, you just get drugged. Yeah. And that was a real, that is a real experience of, for people with disabilities yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with mental illnesses today. And that message of this being like accepted and normal... And also, like, a, in a horror film, it can be really harmful. Yeah. My, I was thinking, in a very um, stretching things a little bit too far, that um, maybe the whole Rubber Johnny experience was a, was a commentary on the possible disability crisis in Britain in early 2000s. <laughs> was there one? I don't know. Googled <laughs> it. Didn't find much. Um, but just the shot at the end over the credits of like the, of the tra- train, the train yeah. tracks, it was sort yeah. of taking us into like, like urban UK England. kind of stuff. Yeah. And it just reminded me of that sort of middle-class working class. Yeah. I just feel like he was probably more thinking about like the rave scene or the, the drug yeah, scene true, rather true. than the disability Yeah, scene. I definitely don't think um, what I'm talking about is based on <laughs> any fact. It was just it was stretching things a bit far. What do you think the train means? I don't know what the train means. It's a journey towards Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. I would love for us to phone Chris. Oh God, love him to be. Oh, I miss him. And uh, Come back, ask Chris. him lots of questions about Robert Johnny. He's the best. All right, but harmful. <laughs> Thank you. Harmful but the best. Harmful but the best. Yes. Well, you know, this isn't a black and white podcast. There no. are nuances. There are complexities. Yes, of course. And there's a reason why we love film and cinema and things are popular, even though they're harmful. Mm. 
That is true. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Have we wrapped <laughs> this up? Have said enough about Robert Johnny? I think we have. Have you, have you harped on enough about your love for Chris Cunningham? He's so good. I love him so much. <laughs> come back, Chris. If you're listening to this, Chris, come back. Come back. Come back. But don't come back to me. do what you've done. No, do something different. You harmful prick. Yeah. And watch the Gucci ad. You'll, okay. all, you'll, you'll, you'll change your life. Are there any problematic aspects in the Gucci ad? No. Okay, Apart from good. the way she says, Gucci. 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 Oh, no. Oh, no. James Franco. Fran- James Franco. He just anymore. paid $2.2 million in a sexual assault settlement today or yesterday. Fuckhead. Yes. It's really hard okay. to like <laughs> movies and music anymore. Just anything. Bill Cosby got released today. I know. And um, Ikea has released b- <laughs> bisexual, bisexual couches. Because that's what you want. When you when I'm looking for a couch, bisexual I need couch, it to be bisexual. Yes, don't want a straight couch, bisexual couch. Don't want a don't want a gay couch either. No, just no, bisexual no, 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 just bisexual. It goes both ways. Um, yeah, the world's a bit fucked. <laughs> Today's been get your oh, jab. Donald Rumsfeld died though. Yeah, I'm not going to say thank God, but that would be cruel. But but I think he contributed to a lot of deaths. He did. <laughs> well, that's that's that. <laughs> and uh, have a good day <laughs> or night. Thanks for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, review us. Yeah. And put a little rating. That's the way to review. get reviews. Just, just do bit, it. Bit, bit, bit of shame. I've only got one from the wonderful Extemporaneous po- oh, podcast. Come on, review us. And it doesn't show up on my iTunes app. So Bloody I hell. I don't even know. Arrivederci. Bye. This podcast is not designed to be therapeutic, prescriptive, or constitute a formal diagnosis for any listener. For a longer version of this disclaimer, please visit the episode notes on your podcast app.